0: Welcome to The Tradar, a Spotify Top 10 Traitors podcast. I'm Matthew, a writer working in unscripted TV development, and I am a 100% faithful fan of the multi-award-winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors. The Tradar features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants. And this season of the podcast is dedicated to Season 2 of The Traitors US, This is also a special, one-off, magical bonus edition of the podcast. As I recently reported in my TT News segment on the 26th of February... There was a screening of episode 9 of The Traitor's US at the New York City venue 92 NY, at which Alan Cumming, the host of the TV show, of course, was present for a Q&A session. And I put out a semi-serious call for a Trader correspondent to go to the event on my behalf and report back on everything that went on there. And I was so lucky to have my call answered by Savannah Missick, New York resident and faithful Trader listener who offered to be that correspondent. And Savannah is here to give us a rundown of the standout moments from the event. Savannah, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be so surreal listening to this back when it pops up in my feed.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And before we even get to the event, uh, tell us a bit more about you and about your your history with the traitors when did you start watching the show
1: Sure. So uh, I'm a recent graduate from uh, Fordham University here in New York. I majored in film and television uh, with a concentration in television. As my professors will tell you, I really had a sub-concentration in reality television, as that's what I wrote the majority of my papers on. Uh, And it sort of goes into how I found the traders. I've been a lifelong fan of Big Brother. I love Survivor. And so I had heard right when it got announced, a year before the show even aired, that uh Suri, who's one of my favorite survivor players rachel riley who's one of my favorite big brother players and a couple of other people i really uh, enjoyed watching were going to be on this show and i thought oh okay so it's like mafia and Suri will be there and and rachel will be there okay say less and then promptly (laughs) forgot about the whole thing since it had come out a year prior uh the announcement and then as as sort of Christmas began to wind on, I, I began to hear out of the UK, the show called The Traders was getting really big. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I got to figure out a way to watch that. And then I was like, wait, there's going to be the US version with Sari and Rachel and all these people I love. <laughs> uh, so I was so excited to watch it. Um, the day it came out, uh, I was actually home for Christmas break from school and uh, me and my mom started watching it. And we are not bingers. We are not binge watchers at all. We finished the whole thing in three days, which is a big thing for... <laughs> my mom and i <laughs> and we just could not get enough of it anytime my dad would come in and he'd be like hey what are you doing we'd be like shh, shh, "Traders are on traders," <laughs> and he just got the hint that this was something we were super into um when i got back to school my roommate to love reality tv i meet, i was like you guys we gotta watch this so i rewatched the whole thing probably a week later uh, i think we finished also in three days yeah um so yeah I, I found it pretty early and then uh brought it to everybody i know and was like you have to watch this
0: yeah And have you now seen the UK version and and any other versions from different countries?
1: Yes. So um, as soon as they became, let's say as soon as they became watchable here um, through legal means, um, (laughs) we uh, started watching Traders Australia season one, which, wow, what a season that was. And your coverage was amazing, Matthew. I loved all the interviews. (laughs) Uh, They they just added so much to what we saw on TV. Um, And then we finished with UK season one, uh really enjoyed that as well and then um we watched australia season two sort of as it was airing uh that was i I needed your your recaps to really get me through that to be like (laughs) are we well we're we're really seeing this uh so yeah and then uh i've seen a couple episodes of new zealand i think that's the one we're going to tackle next as a group you know our thursday nights will be empty here shortly so i'm sure we'll be replacing it very soon
0: yes that's a good replacement and uh yeah australia season two is wild and uh, genuinely every day i have notifications from people leaving comments on youtube just like <laughs> minds being blown at the things that happen in that season <laughs> i love it so much because it's so nuts so uh savannah you went to the event in new york you were watching episode nine of the traitors yes that right? yeah take us take us on a journey the the floor is yours what tell us all about your experience at the screening then
1: sure so uh the atmosphere was really great um i think it was a very different audience than that venue typically tends to pull in uh it was really fun everyone was sort of dressed up for the occasion um you saw a lot of headbands uh, (laughs)
0: which
1: as someone who really loves parvati i really (laughs) approve of Uh, that was really funny. Uh, the person next to me was also there by themselves. So I was talking to them and, and the first thing I said was, so how about these headbands, huh? And the person goes, what are you talking about? And we look around, I think I counted nine headbands. It was absolutely crazy. (laughs) Excellent um and yeah they had a person come out and sort of introduce the show as if anyone really needed an introduction to the show um and then we rewatched episode nine it was very fun I think most of the people in there had clearly already seen it so they kind of knew when when the big moments were coming Uh, so it was really fun laughing at the campness of Phaedra talking to Kate (laughs) (laughs) and it feels scripted but it's not but it is uh maybe Parvati was on to something about housewives being actors I don't know um And so that was really fun. Um, the crossbow challenge felt even longer the second time around. Yeah, but uh- <laughs> um, knowing sort of all the stuff that was coming through uh, with that, and knowing like, oh, I really only have to pay attention to the part where Phaedra switches from CT to Trishel. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, we made it through. Uh, the audience really seemed to love John. Anytime John appeared on screen and did okay. something stupid, um not in like a fan favorite sort of way but in a like let's laugh at john there's one <laughs> scene at breakfast where he scoots his chair out and it's maybe a half second and it's the audience thought it was the funniest one of the funniest <laughs> of the whole night. Uh, okay, I, wow. so that was a real surprise yeah um and then yeah so they so we finished the episode of course phaedra's line this isn't the bachelor i don't have to kiss your ass for a rose got the biggest response of the night as you could probably predict
0: yeah,
1: yeah. um yeah and then we had a brief intermission while they set up and uh alan was interviewed he came out with Katherine cohen who interviewed him um she's a performer at club coming his club so they had a very easy repartee and she was obviously watching the show so it was really fun her asking her asking like personal questions um like that she had about the show and yeah. then they did audience questions as well so alan had a lot of really fun behind the scenes things and things like his input on the show um so i can kind of go through some of them i have them in like a convenient list here yeah go for it um one of the first things he said is that he's as obsessed with the show as we all are and he needs to know what happens nearly as much (laughs) as we do he said he doesn't go to sleep until the producers call and tell him who has been murdered because he needs to know before he sleeps which i think is hilarious yeah i love it um yeah the whole audience the whole audience just ate everything alan set up i mean he was really funny yeah um one of the first sort of I have this sort of in order of like the episodes but um uh they film one pass of the trader selection when Alan walks around the table um they have one pass that Alan taps everybody so they have a nice camera angle just in case um I thought that was really interesting I hadn't thought about that because you know you see it it looks perfect and how would they know that you know if, if they're moving things around but that makes a lot of sense that they just get everybody Um, and with that Alan was really stressed trying to tap Phaedra because Johnny Bananas was actually leaning into her shoulder and so he had to get (laughs) around him to reach her and make sure that that um, only Phaedra knew what was happening. Okay. He said that he was incredibly anxious and he was dreading having to do it so that was really fun. Um, That's why
0: they murdered Johnny so soon because they were worried he felt the shoulder tap.
1: Maybe I mean to be honest, that's not the only coat rustling, shoulder tapping situation that caused someone to get out. You know, I mean, Larsa and and Alan said that he thought that was delicious. That whole <laughs> section uh, where I mean, he does it on purpose. He said he walks backwards, he walks forwards, he purposely you know moves around with his jacket, and yeah. he was so delighted that Larsa actually took the bait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good.
1: Yeah. So I, I I mean, I think, you know, Dan obviously wanted to get out someone strong first, but I do like to believe your theory, Matthew, that maybe there was something to Phaedra was like, uh oh.
0: I'm 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 just gonna run with that. I wasn't even there and I'm gonna take that forward.
1: Yeah. I think we have to accept that as canon now. <laughs> uh there is a whole section uh devoted to alan's style and the outfits he wears especially in the u.s that is a big part of it i mean we love claudia we love her insane sweaters and i see the style in season two is leveled up even more yes um but al you know alan's fashion really is one of the high points of the series um so he said this season um they tried to match his outfits to the challenges both thematically he didn't really go into it but i thought that was really interesting um, and then in season one, they were just sort of in his words "jugged up" versions of his own outfits um, that he had. Uh, the vibe was quote dandy Scottish laird, which I really love.
0: <laughs> that's my that's my mantra every day when I look in the wardrobe. So
1: yeah, yeah same. I definitely have all of that in my wardrobe for sure. Um, and yeah, uh, and he loves that that sort of become this whole immersive world um and that style is such an important part and um even for season three he's actually had designers approach him about designing things
0: okay cool so So...
1: i guess get hype for for season three for sure
0: they're planning ahead i mean we knew it's been a recommission but yeah it sounds like it's sort of all go planning already that's cool
1: yeah uh, and he said, "Alan finds Alan said that he finds the show interesting because he thinks it's fascinating watching people being forced to lie and having to deal with the psychological effects of being forced to lie." Yeah. Uh, and I, I would agree. I feel like that is sort of the thing, especially you know, in other series where it is like "norm" quote unquote normal people um, watching normal people be like, "Oh, I am the villain now. What do I do with that?" I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the. Uh, besides the format and the setting that when the traitors started that was the first thing i would say to people is watch the show just for the psychological you know analysis that you you will come away from it with so uh, i'm glad yeah. alan is is feeling the same way
1: yeah I, I know that's like what i love about survivor and big brother I, I love watching people lie to each other i love seeing what makes a good liar and what doesn't yeah Uh, especially having a background in theater i think it's fascinating watching people what they do with their hands when they lie
0: okay yeah yeah
1: so i love i love seeing how people how people's body language changes and all that so yeah definitely i'm with alan on this one the psychological stuff is the most fascinating like yeah it's fun to be camp and wear cloaks and stuff but it's like really like what's underneath all that um what other things uh Oh, this is a fun one. Um, Alan occasionally struggles to keep it together um, in terms of keeping himself professional and being very unbiased. Um, (laughs) He he specifically said that if you watch season one of U.S. uh, in the fire of truth at the very end with uh, the stuff with Sari and Quentin and Andy, uh, there's not a lot of Alan in it because he was so shocked that his face betrayed it. And so they couldn't show it because it would totally ruin the atmosphere. So he was literally off camera with his mouth open like, oh, (laughs) and they couldn't use any of it. Um, So Alan's like, yeah, that's why I'm conspicuously missing from a lot of those shots. (laughs) (laughs) That shot was really fun.
0: I mean, I assume he's talking particularly about roundtable, like those moments that he he must find it difficult.
1: Yeah, he said this season, like trying to keep it together when everyone was like fighting, like Sandra and Janelle, when they're just going back and forth. He said that was really funny and it was hard for him to like keep it together um and anytime anytime kate speaks he also thought was quite funny
0: <laughs> i tell, I'm, I'm with him on that
1: yeah honestly i don't think there's one time she says something and i don't laugh so <laughs> honestly i would have the same problem <laughs> yeah um this is sort of interesting there's a whole section about what alan does when he goes to the turret like what that looks like for him on, on the back end of things and yeah. he has to stay up late um and sort of uh one night there was eurovision um in oh, season yeah. one so they threw him a little party because he was going to miss it i thought that was really funny
0: uh, okay i'm a huge eurovision fan i uh, yes i'm with alan i'm with alan on everything this is i've got more in common with alan than i realized
1: yeah me too <laughs> uh and then this is just sort of an interesting thing um in terms of the turret uh i didn't realize. i mean i kind of figured but it was interesting alan said the producers uh talk to the traders in the turret uh via a god mic there's not like an actual person in there they have, okay. like as you know a speaker that's like okay you need to come in now or whatever which i thought was really interesting yeah. um as someone who does theater and, and loves a good god mic where you yeah. can't see who's talking
0: that's very interesting yeah i, yeah. I do often wonder what that it really is like how big it is, how many people are behind the camera at that point. So yeah, that's that uh that answers a lot. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, because I, I had the same thought of like, okay, so are the are the cameras mounted on the walls? He didn't really go into that, but I thought it was really interesting um that, that he said that there's not that many people in the room. Yeah. Um along with that in terms of the set, he said that a lot of the castle is actually sort of like just derelict and they just yeah. use arts and they sort of paper over it apparently there's even a swimming pool
0: oh wow That okay. they
1: haven't used um uh, it's just like an abandoned swimming pool
0: it's only a matter of time i'm telling you season they expand <laughs> yes. every every season season three that swimming pool is coming but I'm, I'm sort of not surprised that yeah parts of it are unused or derelict that seems fairly common for big stately homes in the uk mm-hmm. they're they're so expensive to maintain so yeah that, that kind of checks yeah
1: yeah, and uh, Catherine joked, that's where Fergus hangs out, which I thought was a <laughs> yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> Pure <Poor> Fergus. <laughs> yes.
1: Um. She also mentioned uh, as a highlight, and I agree, the night uh, that Parvati poisoned Ekansu with the poison chalice. Uh, Alan mentioned that they actually, the producers, let them stay longer in the castle and drink a lot more. Uh, and that's kind of obvious. I think if you look at the way Ekin Sue is behaving specifically.
0: Yes. Yes. That's uh, much of a surprise. Sure.
1: And then um, he he followed it up with an anecdote uh, when they all came to New York for press. Ekin um, Sue and a bunch of the others went to Club Coming, his club, and they were hanging out. And Ekin Sue was loving. She was like, "Alan, I love you. You're so great." And Alan was like, "Well, that's why you got murdered." <laughs> I I really love that. He also told Dan, he was like, Dan, you have the most votes and you have been banished.
0: (laughs) Nice impression. Well done. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
1: Oh, this was kind of funny. Speaking about the roundtables and and getting vanished or or not, um, John and MJ both talked a lot in the roundtable. Okay. Expected that from John, but not from MJ for sure.
0: Yeah, we don't see that much of her in the edit.
1: Yeah, he said that she had quote a few flights of fancy which i was really fascinated by because we don't see her we see her looking stupid and walking out of rooms backwards um (laughs) but we never see her going on and on and on
0: what by flights of fancy does he mean like sort of wild theories about things or yeah
1: he kind of he kind of moved on pretty fast from it but i guess she just had uh, yeah, maybe crazy theories that she just kept going on about and they kind of just had to cut around it, is my yeah. guess. Okay, okay. But that was really interesting that he he said MJ talked a lot more than was shown. Okay. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, sort of, I mean, I don't know if MJ gets to the end or not. Um, maybe we'll talk about that later. But um, he teased a very, quote, juicy fire mm. of truth ceremony at the end. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't wait. And that makes me very anxious for the end of the season
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and he said that this whole season has been very juicy and that he has really enjoyed um watching it um both there on site he has in his room uh, he has access to all the camera feeds so oh, wow. he actually said he didn't really leave his room a lot because he would just sit there and watch Oh, my God. Very, like, Like, big brother.
0: Yeah, like, literally, like, big brother. Like, he's he's surveying everything. That's hilarious, this image of him, like, masterminding everything and just watching everyone. Um, Yeah. It's it's cool to hear that he... I don't know why, and I, I think he's a great host, and he's obviously a great actor. I had this preconception that maybe he wasn't that you know it's just a job and he shows up and he does his lines and he goes it's cool to hear that he's really invested in it as well like that's that's that makes it so much more fun
1: yeah he's he was super into it i think claudia mentioned she had that screen too um which would make sense because obviously it's the same production company yeah yeah i do think it's really funny that both the hosts of these shows are just like glued to their seats being like oh my god what's gonna happen
0: yeah because uh, you know claudia Winkleman from the uk show has famously there are interview clips of her saying that when when the show was first presented to her she just was like this sounds nuts I'm not doing this uh but then watched the Dutch version and became really fixated so yeah it's interesting to hear how how much they even on set you know it's even being there because sometimes you know being on set the magic is not they are so much and it's long and slow but yeah it's fun to hear that they are just as excited to be part of it as well
1: yeah alan said that he uh when he got the pitch from his um like non-scripted agent which he joked it's like sounds like the agent just doesn't know what she's doing <laughs> uh, uh when he first got the pitch they were like yeah so it's a murder mystery and you'll kind of be the host you'll be like a character and he was like what are you talking about <laughs> Uh, and he said that he typically tends to go if his reaction is what he tends to do things like that. Yeah, that's um, so he, as soon as it kind of came back around to him uh, further in the development process, he got to see the Dutch one, and he was like, "Okay, I get it now. I get where we're going for here. Let's do it." And he really loves doing it now, which is kind of funny. And he still doesn't watch reality TV, but he <laughs> really, really likes the traders.
0: Yeah, well, it's that's good because it sounds like he. he he's keen enough that he will continue as the host. So it's, it's, I like, you know, that sort of continuity through series, the same host sticking with it. So, you know, sounds like he's in it for the, for the long run
1: yeah and i feel like alan is just such a vibe like he's such a tone setter for the us as is claudia as is roger as is every host but i feel like alan specifically it was he said it was actually his idea like when someone gets murdered and he gets the picture down from the wall (laughs) to toss it that was his idea yeah um so i feel like him specifically even being an executive producer he has a lot of control over the tone which i I like because the us is so different than the other series
0: yeah, and of course he's an actor, so he has those sort of improvisational skills as well. For uh, sure. So yeah, he, he works. He works perfectly.
1: Yeah, um, and I guess the the last thing that you may find uh, pretty interesting um other than the last little thing i have uh he said that the crossbow challenge in episode nine was actually supposed to be something else um i couldn't make out exactly what he said it was one of the other challenges from the uk um but it was raining so hard that they had to move inside
0: ah yeah
1: that's why because when when i was watching it i was like why are they doing this in a church this feels very dangerous (laughs) but that would make a lot of sense
0: (laughs) exact same thought i was like how did they get permission to do this in this church but yeah, uh, the fact that it was raining in the... U- I know I make this joke all the time in the podcast. The fact that it was raining in the UK is utterly unsurprising. It is literally raining outside my house right now. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's so cool. I, I have questions to ask as well that I'm, maybe you have the answers to. Yeah. Well, one of them is about <laughs> the event. One of them is just me asking silly questions about Alan Cumming. Uh, I got the impression that from the website that... Y- you could buy like an online ticket were you aware of it being like streamed live or people watching online
1: they never said anything about it um it seems like the room could have been like wired for that um but they made no mention of it in the actual event okay
0: cool and of course i have to ask did did you get the chance to ask a question
1: I did not they literally we had little note cards and little pencils and uh I guess at some point you were supposed to write your question down and they literally the ushers zoomed through the aisles <laughs> and at one time and it was it and by the time I realized what was happening I couldn't even give my card if I had a question to think of in that moment oh. so I was very sad but the questions that were asked were very good um they were very fun too a lot of them were like who would like one of them was who would you align with if you were on this season Mm -hmm. um and uh alan actually said ct which i thought was really interesting
0: okay i guess ct's sort of quite quiet maybe he just blends in and people everybody likes him so that's quite useful
1: yeah i guess because he said it you know he was he was quiet he was honest he was straightforward um and alice said that that's what he would value in an alliance partner so yeah. fair enough yeah, that's a good yeah. answer i think
0: yeah well even though you didn't get to ask a question it sounds like you you know alan was really forthcoming and you found out so much about the yeah. show and behind the scenes it's funny because you know i have interviewed guests from the contestants from the show and i'm about to uh, interview a uk traitor tomorrow mm. and, and and they're often told you know we can't don't talk about behind the scenes don't ask so it's cool that you know the host of the us show is like yeah i'll tell you everything and it's it's the opposite thing going on so it's fun to hear all that stuff that we don't get that much access to usually i would say
1: yeah uh he made a joke the only thing peacock told him he couldn't say was that um that like they want to maintain the illusion that they they stayed in the castle yeah yeah. um alan promptly broke that about five minutes in (laughs) yeah and he goes, Peacock doesn't want me to tell you where we stay, but and then later he he referenced it again. He said, "Oh yeah, well when everyone else goes home." And then he paused. He was like, "I mean, upstairs."
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think for most fans that illusion is was probably broken a while ago, but mm-hmm. it's it's funny uh, to hear Alan, you yeah. know, not not trying very hard to keep that rule. Yeah um you 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 of course you live in new york city is that right i do have you been to club coming allen's club
1: i have not i would after hearing about the vibes and sort of seeing the cast uh go through press there i think it'd be super fun i think it's a little wild for me personally (laughs) um but i would love to go and just check it out certainly
0: yeah uh there was a sort of uh there was a showtime like documentary series or like a three-part documentary a couple of years back all about Club coming. I haven't seen it but it's sort of just talking about it make, makes me want to, to go back and watch that. Have you ever been to Scotland or the UK?
1: I have not. I have never actually been out of the country but I would love to go.
0: Yes I think the Tracers should inspire you to come to oh, yes. Scottish Castle. You'd love it.
1: for sure i would also love to stay at the hotel they stayed at in traders australia that is on my bucket list for sure yes
0: the robertson hotel i weirdly follow it on social media just to reminisce in the nostalgia and like all of their posts
1: (laughs) yes r.i.p traders australia for giving us two of the most insane seasons of television
0: i it's honestly still too fresh for me i am holding on to the dream that it will eventually come back on a different channel and, and be revived, I it's my prayer. Savannah, before we finish, uh, is there anything that you want to promote or can people find you online? Where can we follow you?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm most active, I would say, I'm not super active, but I'm most active on Twitter, um, which is just my name, at Savannah Mystic. Um, when I'm not doing reality TV stuff, I'm actually a, a women's sports reporter uh so that is what I mostly use Twitter for um so basically the way that my life is structured um reality TV uh happens in the winter and the spring soccer is spring and summer and then reality TV is my winter so it really works out for me um but yeah so uh you can follow me there um I like to write a lot of really interesting pieces about uh women's sports mostly women's soccer or football uh and yeah i actually did a piece not too long ago about um women's sports players we'd love to see on survivor so who knows maybe i can convince my editors to let me do one about the traitors
0: (laughs) yes i'm behind that campaign uh i will put the link to your ex account in the episode description before you leave i do have one more question who do you predict is going to win this season of traitors u.s
1: I knew you were gonna ask me this, Matthew. <laughs> I've seen too many episodes of this podcast to not know where you were going with this. I, okay, here's my prediction. I think that some combination, I think the Faithful are going to win. I think uh, Sandra's gonna win. I think MJ's gonna win. And maybe some combination of John and Sheree, possibly CT.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh, I-, I think I've said this on the podcast. I i think i agree with you i think it will be a faithful win don't think phaedra's gonna last much longer and uh, i mean she can't possibly get to the end now like her 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 number's up uh, For sure. i think it all rests on kate i think it depends how how well <laughs> is kate gonna pull off this deception or is she just going to crumble or decide again that she doesn't really care that much about being a good liar well, will she get rumbled but yeah I, I agree with you savannah i'm betting on a faithful win uh, for the listeners as always you can keep up with the podcast on instagram and tiktok and youtube at the trade our podcast or on x at the trade Hour pod you could even email me at the podcast at gmail.com. You can send uh, questions, thoughts on episodes uh, through any of those means. You could leave reviews. You could follow, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, all those places, all those things. Savannah, thank you again. I am looking forward to the next episode of the show, which is on essentially tonight when we are recording uh interesting oh i have to ask i do have one more question who do you think is gonna get voted out who's banished
1: oh i think peter's banished for sure
0: (sighs) okay why
1: because Okay, I'll give you like my my TV answer here. <laughs> I I think that MJ's thing where she says, you know what, it doesn't, you know, I'm an I have an open mind going into this. I have an open mind. I think that the edit is leading us to believe that she'll betray Phaedra, but I think really she won't do that until maybe next episode. I think that was put there that this is part of MJ's sort of winners edit possibly, where you know at maybe at the last minute, this is the juicy fire truth thing that um, Alan was talking about. Maybe yeah. that's what she betrays Phaedra. <sighs>
0: okay okay i'm sticking with phaedra being banished but i what from what i see on social media i think the majority agree with you i think most people seem to think peter is going in a matter of hours we will know the answer i will be sending you a message to discuss thank you so much i'll talk to you soon bye bye
1: bye